1: Lee Canther here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is a special edition GSU ENI Radio episode where we are spotlighting some of the folks going through the Main Street Entrepreneurship Seed Fund Program, and today's guest is Paige Malcolm with SkinCentric. Welcome, Paige. Hi, Lee. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm so excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us about SkinCentric.
0: Yeah, so SkinCentric is a beauty tech startup that's focused on sustainability, education and usability for our customers. And we're currently developing a skincare device that you can use to store all of your skincare products while reducing plastic waste and just getting more education about your skincare routine and helping you to like develop a better skincare routine.
1: So is your background in uh, cosmetics or is it in technology? Like where does your expertise lie?
0: Yeah, so both. I am in college as a computer science major. Um, and I have been in college since fall of 2021 for computer science. And I've always been in the beauty industry um, ever since I was in high school. So at 16, I became a hairstylist and I was doing hair up until about fall of last year. Not, not necessarily cosmetics, but definitely in the beauty industry.
1: So what was the genesis of the idea? Where did you when did you realize that there was a problem that you could solve?
0: Yes. So um, as someone who has always had an entrepreneurial spirit and was always, you know, basically looking for like problems, Earlier this year I joined the L'Oreal brainstorm competition and they basically set the guideline for us they wanted us to come up with an idea that was sustainable, innovative and that was tech centered and so when I heard that the first thing that came to my mind was a device that you can use to store all of your skincare products because I know that's something that I would use and I just feel like you know that's really important and it was really important to L'Oreal's mission as well so that where the idea came from. And, you know, we didn't make the L'Oreal brainstorm competition. uh, So we just decided, me and my team and I, we decided to just uh, continue pursuing this business.
1: So if people aren't using your device, what are they doing instead?
0: Yes. So a lot of people who would like to reduce like their plastic waste, they're opting for glass products, but there's not a lot of that on the market. Or they probably make their own skincare at home naturally. And then for education, I know YouTube is a big thing. That's what I used to watch growing up. So a lot of people probably get their skincare from YouTube or friends and family. TikTok is a big thing right now. So definitely using social media to get that information.
1: So they're getting the information and they're kind of making their own stuff. And and then this is a place where they can put all the stuff in one place that that when they finish it up, then they can just add more to it in the same container. So you don't have that waste in the plastics.
0: Yeah. So the idea here is that they can um, keep. Purchasing from the beauty retailers that they already use. And uh, we aim to partner with a lot of like big beauty brands. So um, they can, you know, keep the same um, like companies that they shop with, um, just go through us as like a third party. And of course, there's different packaging, no plastic use. And then um, they can order the products from us and, you know, put them in the machine. Yes, when they finish using them. They're able to refill the same container with that product or something different if they want, and then, you know, put it in the machine again and reuse it.
1: So have you um, been talking to any of the, the larger manufacturers? Is this something they're interested in?
0: Yes. Yeah, so one of my mentors through the Street program is actually the vice president of finance at Charlotte Tilbury, which is a very big makeup brand. And she was very interested in our business, um, but we have not been doing a lot of customer discovery with businesses. We've more so been talking to our um, end customers, but we do plan to do more customer discovery on the business side um, to see if it's something that they're interested in.
1: So um, was it difficult for you to build your team?
0: Um, So it kind of came naturally in the beginning when we were going through the L'Oreal brainstorm. We met online and we just started working and um, my team consists of two other people. We were working for like four months. Um, But since then, like a lot has changed. And my team now um, is comprised of um, friends and family who have like expertise in engineering, uh, particularly. So um everything pretty everything pretty much came naturally so no it wasn't hard.
1: So any advice for other uh founders out there on building a team what are some of the things that you look for in a team member and what are some of the maybe red flags that you don't want them to have?
0: Yeah, So when looking for a team member, I would say, make sure that you guys have the same viewpoints on work and, you know, how things need to get done, because that's like one of the fundamental issues I found with co-founder or just, you know, partnership relationships, is that if you guys aren't on the same page about certain things, then it just won't work out, um, especially in the long term. So just make sure that there's an agreement um, about about, you know, how things will get done, uh, what are your work styles, and find someone that has like, Um, complementary, like, skill sets to what you bring to the table. So if you're in technology and you're an engineer, you might want to find someone who's in sales, you know, so that you guys can bring both of those skill sets to the table um, instead of, you know, you finding another technical person um, and then having to, like, fill the gaps in, you know, elsewhere um, with, you know, those other requirements. Um, and I would say as far as like red flags is honestly, you know, like the person's work ethic, um, that's the biggest thing for me. Um, you know, having gone through like a co-founder situation myself recently, um, I would definitely say, make sure that you guys have like an agreement about work styles and how things will get done.
1: Right. There's a lot of people out there that like to be an entrepreneur, but they don't realize the amount of work and effort it takes to really be successful in this. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, It's very like it sounds good on paper, but, you know, when you're actually in it and you see how hard things are, how long it'll take to create something, it can be very like discouraging to a lot of people. I agree.
1: And it's one of those things where there's no people to delegate to. You have to do the work. At some point, the work has to be done. And if your team is small, it's going to be one of you. There's no other person. Yeah, definitely. Now, um what has been your favorite part about being part of the Main Street program?
0: Yeah. So my favorite part has honestly been meeting so many other entrepreneurs and founders during our meetings, our workshops. I feel like we never get enough time to talk to each other. So yesterday we just had a session just for the founders, like a roundtable session where we all just spoke about our businesses and just exchange information and, you know, just really got to know more about each other. So that's my favorite part so far. And then, of course, the mentorship uh, from M from our mentors, um, from different companies, and, you know, Erica, Risha, like, they're just all doing an amazing job to help the founders.
1: Now, what has been uh, maybe the most challenging part of the experience so far? Maybe something you didn't anticipate when you got into the program?
0: Yeah, honestly, I would never anticipate going through this program and so early on um, having a co-founder-like breakup. And that kind of, um, it didn't like destroy my motivation, but for like a week or two, I was just really not focused on my business, but focused on that situation in particular. And I am really grateful, you know, because, um, like everyone at Main Street was supportive um, and just giving me like words of advice and like encouragement. So um, that really helped me through like that tough time that I was dealing with a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah, that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs suffer with. They think that they have to do everything themselves and they have to do this alone. But when you're part of a community like you are, it's really helpful to have other people that are kind of, They're not doing the exact same thing, but they're doing something similar. And to have their, you know, advice or their lessons, it really does help.
0: Yeah,
1: a lot. So what do you need more of? How can we help you?
0: Yeah, so I would say I just need more like advice and, you know, support, honestly, um, you can never go wrong with just having, you know, like a team of people or just like a community, um, that's behind you. Um, and that's there to support you. Um, I would say that that's like the biggest thing for me.
1: Are you, do you have, um, a place if people want to connect with you? Is there a website where they can maybe get on a wait list or, um, kind of learn about what's going on in the business?
0: yeah so our website will be active at the end of august and the url is skincentric.us so www.skincentric.us and our instagram is skincentricco um our twitter is the same thing and uh we also have linkedin that's skincentric and then our tiktok is skincentricco as
1: well Good stuff. Well, congratulations on all the Momentum page. It sounds like you're having a lot of fun and doing a lot of good work.
0: Yes. Yes, for sure. It is a lot of fun.
1: Well, thank you for sharing your story. Um, it What you're doing is important. What you're doing is hard and uh, persevering and uh, learning like you are is going to help you no matter how this plays out uh, in the long run. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, I really look forward to just, you know, seeing what the future holds. And um, I feel like there's so much like value that Skincentric can add, you know, even if um, we, you know, have to make changes in the future to anything.
1: Sure. Well, I think what you're doing in terms of sustainability and you're mm-hmm. saying there's other ways to do this that we've been doing packaging in a certain way and selling in a certain way. And maybe there's another way to do this. It's, it's a great idea.
0: Yeah,
1: thank you. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on GSU ENI Radio.